in the talk, I'll uh, endeavor to uh, address in the time that we have some of the topics and uh, themes which I have been uh, invited to uh, speak about. And through the flow of the evening talk, we'll, we'll see which sort of things uh, emerge here. Um, first, I'd just like to uh, touch um, uh, on the background to the days of the retreat itself, and then um, as a preempt to, to what I wish to uh, refer to. Um, with the, the days here, there's the day-to-day uh, -day movement of our life and experience. And as has been said and has been endeavored to uh, uh, address with ourselves day in and day out is the significance and the importance of that perhaps overused term of being here and now. And the purpose of that is not, not in any way to make the here and now some kind of ultimate or absolute in any way uh, whatsoever, but to use the very presence of life as a remarkable and wonderful vehicle and instrument to ground ourselves, to be really grounded. And that uh, sense, which is a, a deepening sense uh, through life, and there's no end to the deepening uh, of, of that, comes essentially through conscious life, through um, a genuine uh, ongoing interest into the day-to-day -day circumstances of our life. And when you and I uh, uh, have that fullness of uh, interest and connection with the day-to-day -day things that we're engaged in, then rather easily, I would say, and rather effortlessly, the preoccupations with what was or what might be rather fade away from heart and mind and body, in fact, too, quite easily. And so instead of having to keep applying the intention, as it were, to remind oneself to be in the present, to be here and now, to live one day at a time, to live one experience at a time, one situation, we um, eas easily uh, forget that. But if there's, as I say, a, a love and a feeling of connection and warmth with the experience of living, then even the intention to be present, the motivation to be present, the determination even that too, quite easily, quite effortlessly, uh, drops away. And in its dropping away, the natural state of being is being and feeling close and intimate with life itself from one day to the next. And so that the very confirmation in life of being here and now is the interest, in fact, and the receptivity to what comes through our sense stores what comes through our eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and touch as one aspect of registering the here and now for us, and equally what comes through the, mind, the sense door of the mind, feelings, thoughts, perceptions, mood, and that receptivity and alertness and interest in all of that naturally, easily, as I say, grounds us in life. And the grounding in life, because we uh, belong to life, we are 
held up by life, we are supported by life. That grounding in life is for those who know the inseparable intimacy of connection through eyes, through ears, through nose, through tongue, through touch, and through the manifestations of our states of mind. All of that, on the day-to-day level, on the here-and-now level, means we we describe it and uh, usefully and appropriately as a uh, rhythm, as a movement, as a process, as uh, an unfoldment which is going on. And within that movement and unfoldment that goes on for us, comes, of course, the, the question and the appearance and the circumstances, somewhat bizarre, of the presence of I in that rhythm, in that process, in that eternal unfolding that we call life. The presence of I and me and my in that. And in the relationship to I, the me, and the my that appears in that, it can manifest clearly and obviously to us in various ways. One of the common ways that it manifests, of course, is through role. So there's this process which is going on, called our life, called the unfoldment of life. (coughs) In the process, in the movement, there's a sense of I, of me. I am in this. I am part of this. I, I am involved in all of this. All human responses of I in the process. This expression of I, whoever the I, uh, wherever, in that has areas which, is, which it abstracts from the process, which it takes out of the process and gives it a special kind of convenience or a special significance. And one of the ways that we engage uh, in that, of course, is through role. The role itself isn't to be found in this world. There's no truth in any ultimate sense in role. It can't actually be specified and located. It can't be really be made clear. It's a phenomena of uh, human relationship and human convenience that we abstract, we pull out of the world something called role. And in that position, that abstraction, that um, image or picture called role, the self, the I, the me, becomes credibly associated with the role. And it believes that the role belongs to the real world, which and the real world is the process. The real world is the world of the nature of dependent arising. The real world is the, the unfolding rhythm of things. And we take out of that, we pull, so to speak, or attach ourselves to role, and we don't realize in our blindness, in our lack of understanding of process of life, we don't realize what we are doing. Not only we don't realize what we are doing to ourselves in our identification with the role, whatever, but also what we are doing in relationship to others. 
and we forget, and we, as it were, the sin of forgetfulness is uh, perhaps one of the biggest sins, as it were, that we can commit the sin of foolishness, the sin of naivety, in which if one just to take the situation of this moment, here and now, where uh, one person is uh, speaking and uh, others are uh, listening, and one might say, okay, in this particular moment in time, there is the role of the teacher, there is the role of the meditator, or the student, or the retreatant, or the yogi, whatever the label that one uh, gives to oneself, and those two roles are established, and in the establishing, in everyday language, that establishing of that allows and permits, through one of the roles, teachings to be transmitted, and through the other role, the teaching to be received. The role itself, as I say, pulled out of existence it is. It's dragged out of existence for a common agreement. And in its being pulled uh, out, the role itself can become to matter. It can come to matter. And in its coming to matter, it requires not the role itself, but what's given to the role. And in that, there's a mutual agreement, if not conspiracy, which takes place in which people conspire together to bring the role into formation. But when one actually stops to see, one can't see the role. The eyes can't reveal a role, the ears can't reveal a role, nose, tongue, touch can't reveal a role, expression can't reveal a role, form can't reveal a role, there's no essential essence of the role anywhere to be found, just a human being expressing words. And the significance of that seeing, the man must see very, very clearly and in a very focused and dedicated way, is in order to blow away the mythology of role. To blow away the mythology of role is not only liberating in its significance, but it ends human suffering. Because if you think of situations of intense emotional pain, if you think of situations of uh, uh, ecstatic experience, if you think of situations of getting what one wants, losing what one has, being separated from what or who one loves, in and all through that movement of suffering, within the focus of that all, there will be a role which is of a primary ingredient in it. Through events, in which there has been the abstraction, the pulling away of, out of the process of things, the role which only has social agreement, only has the agreement of language and communication, yet the I has seen in its foolishness something more in the role. And it's only seeing and investing something more because it's unexamined unexamined. 
and think of any situation in your life where there has been a lot of pain, sorrow, despair, distress, unhappiness or whatever, and you won't be able to separate it either from a role that you are in or the loss of role which you really believed you had in the first place. And thus, the examination, not intellectually obviously, but through uh, the willingness to look into the conventional truths of life, the examination of that brings then into question the relationship to roles. The doing of, the doing of that, the engagement in that, means that it's necessary to know oneself, know thyself, as in the Sanskrit, atma-vidya. Atma means self, vidya means knowledge. The knowing of self. The knowing of self is essentially the knowing of role. Because role and self, by its role, by its presence or absence, matters immensely to the condition of self. So if a person says, yes, I really want to know myself deeply, I want to know who I am in a very direct and practical sense and what that means because my ego, my I and my my is bound up there with the, with the role, then I'll be asking myself which of my roles, and that of course can be more than one, do I feel most vulnerable in? Which one do I have the most identity around? Which matters to me? Because if I haven't examined that, and if I haven't looked into that with incredible diligence, I'll live in a world of being apprehensive and worried by the, what other people say to me in my role. I'll live in, live in a world of fear, of loss, of, of change, of disappointment, or whatever. So there are certain kind of roles that you and I uh, have in life where we know, and it may be a lifelong knowing, of the necessity for an incredible vigilance within the context of the role. A daily vigilance with regard to it. In, to take an example, a um, person, personal example, and others will um, know very, very well uh, what I uh, mean by that is, as a uh, uh, parent, and uh, uh, my daughter Nishona is 13 uh, years of age, Gwen Min, a lovely mother, lives uh, 10 to 15 minutes walk away from uh, uh, home, so our daughter flows between the two uh, houses and I know for uh, myself and have uh, talked about this with uh, uh, Shada and uh, others how in uh, that relationship which is a, a lifelong uh, relationship and it's one as I'm sure we would all uh, recognize here that this world wherever it is in this world is not an easy place to be with there is a great uh, number of reasons why you and I have to be concerned about the state of this world, both present and future, and the impact that situations and environments and people's states of mind of other men and women, and teenagers in this case or whatever, 
can have upon young, another young person. Plus all the other factors uh, too of the communication and uh, the relationship. And I know for myself as parents here will know very, very well and people who are close to others in a way that one needs that a kind of vigilance because no matter how much love and how much awareness and how much care and how much wisdom uh, and all that one wishes to give support to one's loved ones, it, there is no assurance in this world, no promise, no guarantee, no safeguard which can in fact ensure the continuity of safety of young or old and the life which is free from that kind of that, the brutalities of this world. None, nobody can be 100% protected. And thus one knows and senses within oneself and for others as well a certain kind of vulnerability in life and it's as though sometimes we have to fall back on the very simple human thing is say yes as much as possible my heart is in the right place the intention is in the right place to love, to care for, to pr protect and correspondingly have the wisdom as well which knows that in spite of all that one wishes to offer and share and, and to support another or others, it doesn't give an assurance nor a guarantee of the protection that one would like for one's loved ones. And that's where love must be steadied and must be grounded in a very direct uh, wisdom of life because one's role, in this case, my role as a father has to have the support of the wisdom there, otherwise the circumstances of life can become as it does for parents and friends and partners and lovers and marriages, sometimes uh, a nightmare. A nightmare, because the wisdom isn't given support to, in fact, the agreement and the understanding of the place and the relative usefulness of role in life. And therefore, if we're in our day-to-day -day life and circumstances, let's not veer away too far and too much from the place, the significance of role. In, in that uh, uh, movement and uh, process and the wisdom that gives support to that, this, to give another illustration and example here of what I uh, mean that uh, one of the people who uh, was uh, here on the uh, retreat for the first days of the retreat um, received a uh, message and needed to go to New Jersey and he had been told in a telephone message that his uh, elderly mother was uh, seriously uh, ill and was uh, hospitalized and this morning I I received a telephone uh, call uh, this morning and he said to me that his um, mother had died uh, last night in, uh, in the hospital at uh, 10 p.m. And in uh, talking about the situation for himself and also for his uh, family about, and all the, the grief and the, the, the sorrow and all the changes, you know, the practical 
changes that takes place on, on the death of a member of the family. Um, how He said how much he had appreciated him, and he realized just how uh, important, and this is uh, Brian, Brian Tucker, how significant um, these practices are. And what he has been noticing um, since the beginning of the week, that how for many members of the family, with all the best will and intentions in the world, a great deal of anxiety and stress and, and pressure and many kind of views being um, thrown out. And, uh, and he said, and he's just endeavoring to be in that situation as calmly and as clearly and in as a supportive a way as possible for the, the family while all the family goes through a, a great deal within itself, partly because without the, if there isn't the wisdom there, then each person, whoever we are, is in a way completely reliant upon what the latent tendencies are in any situation. That without the wisdom, what the tendencies are in the circumstances do get manifested and they do dominate. And it's not unusual, as a number of you will know here, that in the process of living, in the process of dying and death, sometimes in the anxiety, frustration, families and friends sometimes get themselves into terrible ordeals and yelling and shouting and conflict and rage and argument and, and uh, pressure over the death the, the, the funeral, the will, and all, all, all of that, the latent tendencies come out incredibly strongly. Sometimes latent tendencies towards incredible love and trust and, and goodness and sharing, and sometimes in a very volatile uh, manner and generating more confusion and conflict for young, sometimes very young and old alike. So it, it, I would say all of that is a further statement and reflection, in a way, of the presence of life, of being as much as we can, here and now, with as uh, free a heart and as free a mind as possible to address this thing of living, this sense of our, who we are and what we are in this world. In that, in our, as I mentioned before, in the relationship of, of roles and the, the dy dynamic of roles, in the time-honored uh, Buddhist uh, uh, tradition, the word which has been frequently used and, of course, frequently misunderstood, is in a way to understand and to see very, very uh, clearly the, in a way, the emptiness of the role, to understand the emptiness of the role. And that understanding can emerge and can flower uh, through and to us when we see that any particular role is not a role made by self. A self can't make a role. A role can only exist in life, as it does here in the hall, simply because the manifestation of that appearance is through social agreement. It's completely through social agreement. And one person in here decided 
to um, start singing You Are Always On My Mind or whatever, the whole context of the situation not an invitation by the way would change <laughs> dramatically so through an agreement through uh, a, a certain kind of understanding which takes place the role then appears what easily happens is of course as I said the role gets identified with the process this is very important with the process that so to speak moves through the role but the role is empty it doesn't have any inherent existence to it it doesn't have any ultimate truth to it it doesn't have any immensity to it the process itself is immense gosh do we only have to look at the stars at night to look at the diversity of things that the, the extraordinariness of all that we are we are living in and that expression of it keeps revealing itself in multiple ways but the self, the eye, the picture, the road it's as though we believe and we think and we imagine that, that process or that unfoldment or that creativity or that expression of knowledge we have the idea it moves through me this is a lie it moves, it manifests, it unfolds, it reveals the process of things goes on and on in an extraordinary unfoldment and the fiction, the misunderstanding which must come to such a, uh, an understanding of in that that we know as sure as we know colour belongs to connected with good eyesight the hand goes on the end of the arm we know that nothing whatsoever can flow through me it's all ego all self, it's a manufactured view of life no matter how much we want to elevate what flows through me the creativity or truth or God or it's all nonsense just life unfolding itself, revealing itself, expanding in being what it, what it is and the, the, the understanding of, of that, the clear understanding of that I say, if the role has lost its substance, lost its reality, if it's the emptiness of it, is, of it is seen the world and the process of things is revealed unmistakably, clearly forever into eternity one has dissolved the single fiction of life the single misperception of life and one might ask well sometimes whoever the person is may ask or may say but sometimes I feel very um, attached to my role and when one is attached to one's role of course the world of praise and pain occurs we, no one can live in this world without experiencing the world of praise and blame it's a, it's a world which is tied to the role it belongs to that world if one has a role in life and you and I have our roles conventionally, relatively, ordinary language speaking then praise and blame are inseparable from role whatever it might be 
And in that relationship, one might say, well, how do I know whether I'm attached to my role, whatever it might be, or whether um, uh, I am less attached, less identified with it? What would be the signals? What would indicate that to me? And what would show to me that I really understood the emptiness of the role? And the criteria for this in Dharma language, Dharma exploration, is in relationship to the suffering tied up with the role. And sometimes there can be, and I think it's a fairly understandable kind of uh, protest that can take place. I was using the example of uh, death or harm to another or whatever. And it can sound and it can appear to be, well, if one is an identified in one's role as a son to a parent, parent to a child, or a friend to a friend, or whatever, and one doesn't suffer over a change, a dramatic change, or a sudden loss, it could, for some, appear to be rather callous and uh, detached and unemotional. Surely, uh, uh, suffering over grief or loss or separation is a... Um, uh, a response, and that response ought to occur, and if it doesn't, it's, there must be surely some alienation from emotional life, or callousness, or, or whatever. And in fact, it's not really to understand the relationship of, of role to feeling and emotional life. And what I mean by that is, if one is with a, uh, another or others, the situation does change, there is loss, separation in all the forms that you and I must experience in life without exception. And in that, the feeling life can and often is affected. And that feeling life genu genu uh, genuinely feels you know, the, uh, the sensations in the deeper feeling life because there is a natural empathy, a blood empathy uh, with uh, another or others, and that change has its influence here. But that change which one feels inside of oneself in the moment and the time of loss or separation doesn't have to become grief. It doesn't have to become desperation. It doesn't have to become... Um, uh, sorrow, uh, loss, despair, and the intensification of that change of the feeling experience. That intensification of the ex experience, wrapped up with a certain kind of role that uh, goes along with it, and the loss of that role, or whatever, adds like fuel onto the... Um, appropriate and normal human response to a situation of change, an unexpected change or an expected one. And the teachings are to overcome and to realize and to see and understand with the feeling life, the end of grief, sorrow, despair, lamentation, anxiety and all of that which is a disturbance of the deep depth, the sensitivity of the human being owing to the investment in the role. 
and not understanding the depth of feeling because the role has mattered more in life than some deep empathy which transcends, which runs deeper than the role. And we've got to go deeply into life and understand this well so that we're not hinging, as it were, and putting all the emotion into the role, which is what the ego does, instead of going deep into the feeling life which we see the emptiness of role. Look at the protest and the necessary protest in marriage. What did marriage become? It became easily, and still does in numerous cases, in fact, it became an incredible identification with roles. In the identification with roles, it was a contract of ownership. The self took possession of another self. And all the pain and conflict and, uh, and uh, hatred and thus marriages not made in heaven, as the mythology says, in fact made in hell. <laughs> because a contract of ownership of the self of a self. Something misunderstood something not seen, not, not gone deep enough because the role took precedence. In taking the pressure of the role, in seeing the emptiness of, of uh, role in life, one might then say and express concern, what if I to see the emptiness of the role? Why would I want to um, listen to another? Why would I have any concern with um, um, the activities and functions which I do in life? Why would I uh, want to go to listen to authority uh, figures who are uh, speaking, as it were, via a role? So again, came back to the same point again, the course conventionally, ordinary, everyday mind, the role has a place, a place which has no substance, Nothing in it whatsoever can't be located anywhere in this world. It's a social agreement. Therefore, self can't create it. It's a socialized agreement which appears. If we see the emptiness of it, I say the suffering of life is bound up in it. See the emptiness of it, sees through it. It gives and generates a clear confidence with any human being on earth. If you've seen the emptiness of the role, there is not a single human being who you would feel an extra sensation in your body or mind upon meeting. It's only for those who believe in role, identity and the supremacy of self instead of the supremacy of the liberating truth of the vastness of the process of life which is much greater than the little interruptions of self in its own birth and death. So as I say, in understanding the emptiness, it's not only a transforming relationship to so-called oneself and the steadiness and the grounding of that, but equally to see through one role, in fact, is to see through them all so well and clearly 
one treats with the same concern, the same appreciation, the same respect, the same directness, no matter who one meets. Because one's not carrying any baggage around about roles and importance and the importance of self. There is no self which has any importance on this earth at all. Truth has the importance, not roles and identity. So the teachings and the exploration of the, of the teachings uh, see deeply into these things. Why for liberation? Why for an enlightened life? Why to take the problem out of life? Why to end the suffering in life? And that's available here for each and every human being every day. May all beings explore life. May all beings live a free life. May all beings love the emptiness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.